Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for oh, a few minutes at least each day, about 12 or 13, and in that way, keep us focused on learning God's will for our lives by studying His Word. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And we encourage you, to share these short studies with everybody you can. Getting into God's Word each day helps us to have a better frame of mind, a better mindset, a better focus to be able to deal with whatever the day confronts us with. And these days confront us with a great deal. Well, you know people in your life who need this kind of direction and guidance, who need a better frame of mind. They need to be thinking about their souls, about their relationship with God. They need to become more spiritually minded share these studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make up your mind. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, anybody and everybody you can. You may help somebody get to heaven. Think what a great blessing that would be for them. Eternal life in heaven, but it would also be a great blessing for you to help them get there. So, Start sharing today. Make up your mind to do that. We're looking at a very important study, a question that really should be in the forefront of the minds of everybody on this earth. What should I look for in a church? What should I look for in a church? What characteristics should I look for in determining what church I should belong to. Now we noted that there are different points within the life of an individual that will motivate them to start thinking about finding a church. It could be some kind of really negative, cataclysmic catastrophe in their lives of one sort or another, maybe a serious health issue, maybe serious physical injury, maybe the loss of a job, the crumbling of their, their finances, maybe the breakdown of some particular relationship, such as a marriage or some other relationship that was very meaningful and supportive for them and is gone now, maybe the loss of a loved one. It, it can be a whole host of things, but suddenly they think about, I need to turn to God. Now, how sad they did not come to that understanding or realization or at least determination a whole lot earlier in their life. But I'm thankful when something can motivate anybody to start to turn to God. And I want to help them do that. That's what these studies are about, to help people come to God, to realize the life that they need to be living by God's design. Well, Again, some people, they're new parents. A baby is born to them, and they start to realize we've got a soul, another soul to be thinking about here. And so they start thinking about, hey, we need to find a church. Well, what factors, what points of identity, what characteristics should you look for in determining what church you should belong to? Is it the building? Is it the location? Is it people in your age group? Is it where your parents attend? Is it where you grew up? Is it, and the list could go on and on. 
well, a lot of people, they use those kinds of characteristics to determine what church they choose to belong to. But none of those, none of those in and of themselves on their own are reliable reasons for choosing a church. We've emphasized that. The scriptures alone are the authoritative guide as to what to look for in a church. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, the scriptures guide us to salvation through faith in Christ. The scriptures are God's very word, and they instruct us in his will. They teach us, they correct us, they reprove us, and so on. And they also guide us in all of the good works that God wants us as his followers, faithful followers, to be involved in as members of his church. So the first characteristic or point of identity that we noted is that it must be the church founded by Jesus. Now, not just some church, but the church founded by Jesus. A lot of churches call themselves churches that they say are Christian churches of one kind or another. And there are all kinds of varieties and flavors of Christianity when you look at that denominational frame of mind or, or concept. We got this brand of Christianity, we got that brand of Christianity, and oh, let's come up with another brand of Christianity. They teach different things, they practice different things, they believe different things, and they keep changing as the years and the decades go on. That's not the way the church should be. Jesus said, upon this rock, speaking of the confession of faith in him by Peter the Apostle, I will build my church. My church. The Apostle Paul identified Christ as being the only head of the church. Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23. Colossians 1, and verse 18. And he also stated that the church is actually the body of Christ. It's not a church building. It's not a denomination. It is the body of Christ, the members who make it up. And Jesus is its only head. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. Matthew 28 and verse 18. And Paul said, there is but one true church. Ephesians 4 and verse 4, there is one body, he said. A second point of identity is that it must be, what church should I choose? It must be a church that recognizes and stays true to the Bible as God's very word. We looked at 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, and just a moment ago I referred to it briefly. But in that verse, the Apostle Paul identified the scriptures, the Bible. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, in the Greek in which the New Testament was originally written, that means more literally, all scripture is God-breathed. And the sense there being, it is the very word of God, and the image that we would automatically come to in our mind is as though the words were flowing from the very mouth of God across his lips. Now, I know God is spirit. He's not a physical being, and, and I don't know that he has lips, but we're talking about 
a, 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 an imagery that the Apostle Paul is using there that we can relate to. It is the very word of God. And any church that does not respect the Bible, all of the Bible, as the very word of God, is a church nobody should belong to. There are denominational churches that keep changing what they teach as Scripture. Scripture does not change. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, the Apostle Peter wrote, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man. Now note that. Prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved or guided by the Holy Spirit. Well, that goes back to 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 again. All scripture is God's very word. And it is not a matter of our private interpretation. I can't tell you how many times I've heard scriptures referred to by individuals or heard other people talk about people who told them it's just a matter of interpretation. You interpret it your way, I interpret it my way. It's just a matter of interpretation. You need to get into the scriptures and realize, learn, it is not a matter of interpretation, private interpretation. The scriptures are not wishy-washy. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And if he gave us a book filled with teachings that are wishy-washy, that are changeable with the wind, so to speak, that mean one thing today but mean something else totally different a few days down the road or a few years down the road, that's confusion. Peter said no scripture or no prophecy of scripture is a matter of private interpretation. No, no, it's not how you interpret it, how I interpret it, how somebody else interprets it. It is laid out for us as to how God wants us to accept it and live by it. It is not a confusing body of scripture. It is God's very word. In 2 John chapter 1, in verses 9 and 10, this is how important it is that we understand the truth of God's word and live by it alone. He wrote, if we receive, Second John chapter, chapter 1, verse 9, whoever transgresses and does not abide in or live in or live by the doctrine, the teachings of Christ, does not have God. He who, uh, he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Now, how do we understand that? It's not a matter of private interpretation. We must live by the true teachings of God's word. And if we do not, we don't have God. We're not walking with God. But if we live by those teachings faithfully and consistently and obediently, then we have both the Father and the Son. He goes on and he says, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine or teaching, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him, for he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. That's how serious a matter of staying true to God's word really is. We must not change it in any way.
in Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19. I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. You see, we can't change God's word to suit ourselves. We can't change it to conform to the times. The times need to conform to God's word. And so another fundamental point of identity as to how do I choose a church? First, it must be the church founded by Jesus. Second, it must be a church, the church, that recognizes and stays true consistently and continually to the Bible as God's very word, to the scriptures as its only authority for what to believe and teach and practice. Let's pray together. Father, guide us to be that church that you had your son establish on this earth, that you have had laid out for us in scripture as to what we are to believe and teach and practice, what we are to be a part of, the image that we are to portray to the lost world around us. Guide us, give us your wisdom, and correct us where we make mistakes so that we can stay true to the identity that you have laid out for us in scripture as the church. We pray for your mercy. We pray, Father, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.